Welcome to the CRA Resource Show. CRA Resources is a unique recruitment agency with a single focus of providing CRA staffing for clinical studies across North America. My name is Becky Clark and I'm Operations Manager here at CRA Resources. Today we're sitting down with Angela Roberts, Head of Recruiting, and special guest Amber Victor. Amber has been in the clinical operations industry for almost a decade in multiple operations roles and has a clear passion for this industry and is well positioned to be able to speak to her relationships with CRAs on both the site and sponsor side. So before we get started, make sure to visit CRAresources.com slash blog to catch up on our latest blog posts. You can also sign up there to get this content delivered straight to your inbox. So I will turn it over to Angela so she can give us more details on our topic today. Thank you, Miss Becky. Just love the energy. I love her introduction. I could just listen <laughs> to that over and over again. It's like a boost. So um, <laughs> you're so, too kind. So you know, of course, as an as a recruiting agency, we talk a lot about the career path and the story that you're telling. And I think what we don't always talk about though is how what you relay as a candidate, as a job seeker, is then. I guess, organized or or actually identified by the potential hiring manager and how it translates into what they may see when they mentally rehearse or visualize you working on their team, said differently. So whenever you're building a, a, um, a personal brand as a job seeker, and this been this article I've been working on for a couple of weeks now that I need to get out, but it's, you know, building this article on what you're trying to articulate as your personal brand as a job seeker and how someone like Amber might look at that then brand and say, okay, I do see this person working in my organization or I don't see this person working in my organization based off of what you're kind of saying with your personal brand. So maybe the first question that I can ask, and Amber, this it, this might, this is kind of a, because this isn't scripted, so Amber, <laughs> but Amber, when I say personal brand, as a hiring entity, if you're looking at hiring a CRA, what do you look for beyond just the resume whenever you're trying to consider whether or not that you might look at working with the CRA? That's a great question. Um, I think, you know, you you take a glance at the CV and then it's really just diving into um, the specifics. You know, how long were they with their previous company? You know, did they start and finish the projects? Were they pulled from a project? Have they been pulled in to rescue a project? Mm. Um, so I think those are all really good things to kind of put a magnifying glass on. Um, and then, you know, and then taking all of that and looking at how is that going to help my project needs, like the project mm. needs at hand. So mm. I think that that's one of the first things that I've always been um, taught and trained to do um, that really just help you figure out, yeah, this can that we can move forward with or this one, you know, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that because, you know, the anyone that's listened to any of our podcasts or read any of our articles, they, they hear me talk about the fact that I like looking at someone's resume and reading it like I would read a novel. You know, I'm really looking for where that individual's been, where they are now and where they want to go. And, and you could tell that story in a resume. It, mm -hmm. it goes well beyond just, hey, I was a CRA and these were my tasks. It was this is what I accomplished. This is what I did. This is what I loved about my project. This is why mm -hmm. I ended up leaving because of blah, blah, blah. And you're telling the story, which becomes your personal brand. And I think it feeds into then how to relate to company culture, for example, when you're looking at a resume. 
do you look at the types of companies that they work for as well and whether or not you feel that those types of companies will map to your company? I'm trying to recall um, an experience, past experience, but um, I think if that was the task that I was given right now, I think absolutely. You know, is is this the same size company? Are they going to be able to fit in with a thin operations team or do they work better with a robust mm. um larger operations team because there are different people for each category there. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, I can't, I can't actually recall off the top of my head, but I think that that that's a really good um, lens to put on when looking at a resume, you know, to try to an, an added layer of um, examining who you're, who you're looking at. Exactly. Yeah. And at least being fully transparent. I know that uh, we talked about being fully transparent before we started the recording and how important that is. I think a personal brand is always also about being fully transparent. You know, someone's reputation is what people already assume, you know, like my Mm -hmm. husband's always late or I'm always cranky on Mondays or, you know, whatever that is. (laughs) But your personal brand is what you want others to see about you. And, And I think being able to be fully transparent about what you want your personal brand to be is like, for example, I'm a rescue CRA. I love rescuing projects and this is why and this is why I got a lot of short-term contracts because I'm good at what I do and I go in and rescue these projects and they're done and I move on you know if that's the story you want to tell and that's your personal brand that you got to be fully transparent because if that is your story you don't want to take a long-term contract because you're going to not be very happy with that right Mm -hmm. yeah 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 No, that's good. That's good. Uh, And I like how you said, you know, if that's where they shine, put it, you know, how do you make that stand out on their resume? You know, that way the person who's looking at it can tell that that's your story. You know, it's not that this person isn't good at what they do. They have had multiple jobs. It's this is what they do. That's why it's a short contract. So Mm -hmm. I like that. I I really like that. Um, Noted. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because you're thinking about your personal brand, aren't you? I mean, everyone, I mean, whether you're actively searching for a job or passively searching for a job and everyone should be building their personal brand always. It's like building your reputation. It's a continual thing. Mm -hmm. The other thing you got to be doing always is networking. I had someone come back to me on the, on LinkedIn. um, I guess it was just last week. And they said, I'm in a pickle because I haven't kept or maintained my relationships with my past managers. I'm not going to be able to come up with references. And I was like, shame on you. Did you not ever think you were going to need references? Did you not ever think your references are going to need you? I mean, the, mm-hmm. the you know, God didn't put us here alone. We're in a community and this sure. clinical operations community is even stronger community is let's let's build that. Let's establish a brand. Let's re- continue to hone that brand. And then let's also build that network so that we can continue to lean on each other whenever it comes to actively or passively looking for positions. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. I think that's how we met Angela was um, through a reference check from a previous CRA that I had worked with. So I think that that's really important. Um, And then maintaining that relationship, um, even after you depart or separate from a company for whatever reason, you know, it just is going to help you in the long run. I agree. I agree. Because the ultimate goal, if you're hiring someone, whether it be at a site or sponsor or a CRO, you care about retention. Mm-hmm. Right. So how yeah. does this map in your head what we're talking about, the full transparency, being open about what it is that you're get at and what you're looking for? How does that in your mind map to whether or not you're going to be able to retain that CRA for the long haul on your project? Yeah, I think, you know, if you 
you start from the beginning and you um, identify your project needs and you find someone who appears to be the right fit, you know, I start asking myself if, if they're checking off all of the boxes, is this person going to be able to finish the project or finish the task at hand? Maybe finishing the project isn't right for this person. Maybe they're really great at startup. Maybe they're really good at True. knocking out activation or whatever it may be. Um, or again, like you said earlier, rescuing the project. So I think you you look at it and you try to make it fit your project needs because every project is so different. Every study mm-hmm. is so different. Every company is so different. Um, you know, everything is so different. Hiring me are different operation leads are different so taking that um, and figuring out how am I going to make my project successful is this yeah. person going to be able to come in and do what I need them to do um, in the scope of whatever you know whatever mm-hmm. we lay out for them um, and I think that's just so important because the retention aspect and we talked about this earlier um, coming from the site one of my one of just immediate heartburn from the site is automatic reply that this person's no longer on your on your uh study you know what i'm saying and so you didn't get the official email or the phone call from your cra that they were transitioning off or maybe they didn't know but at at the site level that's just immediate panic you know because what if you have a patient come in what if you run into a problem and then most recently on my other side um it's so important to have that clear communication with folks about anything because I'm the one getting the emails now (laughs) at the sponsor side. Hey, where's my CRA? So I think, you know, you, you want to avoid that at all costs. I know it comes up, um, but I've been on both sides of that now. And I have so much appreciation for both, you know, sites need to know who their CRCs are or CRAs are and um, sponsors need to be ahead of it and, and make sure that, their sites contacts have the person they need to to get a hold of. Um, mm-hmm. So it, all in all, you know, you want to be able to keep those people on your project for as long as possible because there it's a domino effect. You know, I agree. you pull somebody off and then you have to put someone new who has to be trained, who has mm-hmm. to be caught up to speed, who has to maybe pick up on uh, past due reports or data yeah. entry. God only knows what it could be. So, um, <laughs> you know, there, it's just a domino effect. So yeah. I, I have a whole new way of thinking um, than I did when I was at the site. At the site, I would be like, why are they not emailing me back? You know why they're not emailing you back? Because they're busy. Like, I understand it. <laughs> but, but they're a on a plane. Response, <laughs> but a prompt response. So, you know, at the core of my person um, and everything that I try to do with uh, since being on the opposite side is, is this going to work for the site? Because without the sites, we we can't run studies, you know? Right, and right. so is this good for the site? Um, is this reasonable to ask them? You know, so I, I try to keep that at my, my forebrain here. Um, and it just all goes back to just retention. You know, if we can avoid having to pull someone off, um, you know, That's smooth sailing good. for everybody. Yeah, I agree. And all of that comes back to transparency to begin with. I I know that we have candidates all the time who were just like, hey, I'll take anything. I had a gal this week that responded back. She's um, in a leadership role now and um, she's looking for a new position. And she's like, I just want to leave. I'll take Mm -hmm. anything you got. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, no, no. I mean, I'm sorry. We can't work with you now. Right. Because because that defeats the purpose of what you're talking about, isn't it, Amber? You can't bring someone in who's just happy to take whatever you give them and expect retention, expect that stick to itiveness, expect them to handle the conflict that's going to handle solve the problems that are going to need to be solved because they're really not all in it, are they? Yeah, yeah. It's like fitting a circle in a square, you know, yeah. you want you want to be able to fit your puzzle pieces and 
It's so important to keep the same folks um, with the same idea and the same brand and the same goals on your team. You know, if we can be a goal oriented team, we're going to have the same idea and for the long run. And we're going to be able to meet those deliverables and have a, a happy project team, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I want to mention, too, in case CRAs are listening, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to specialize in something. True. You can right. be a well-rounded, really great CRA that does great site management from start to finish, you know, that you, you know, you own that site and you start it up and you go all the way through closeout and you're just a well-rounded somebody on the bench for that, uh, that Mm -hmm. company that can be used for, you know, over and over again. We love to see that CRAs Mm -hmm. that are such good quality Mm -hmm. can jack of all trades can do everything really well. That's the caveat. They can do everything really well. (laughs) And then, um, you know, that they can be utilized over and over for different projects, whatever the CRO or the sponsor needs. Um, But that definitely goes back to, I think, the branding, especially about your resume and what that looks like, you know, with the transparency about employments. Often we'll see that, um, you know, like you said earlier, uh, are they jumpy? You know, do they have a lot of short term things? Um, maybe are they clear about who they've worked for and what their role was and all of that? Um, what do you think is the most important thing to see at the resume level in terms of um, their overall quality? What are some things for you that might be, oh, I don't know about that? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think often immediately we probably look at how long they've been with their previous employer or their previous contract, how long it lasted. Um, But, you know, you just mentioned well-rounded CRAs. What you want to see sometimes is that loyalty that they had to their previous company. It means they're good at what they do. It means that they can be pulled in or they can be left or they don't have to be handheld. They can get the project done. They can, they can get done. Um, So I think, you know, often I look at that, I look at the different types of, um, studies maybe, you know, the complexity Mm -hmm. of what they were working on previously. Um, But I I don't know if I have a really good answer for that. You kind of stumped me on that one. But you know what? I think what I'm hearing and, and, and maybe I'm just hearing it because it's hot button for me is the loyalty. You talked about Mm -hmm. loyalty. We love working with CRAs who love what they do. Mm -hmm. And, and often we'll find CRAs who've thrown their lollipop in the dirt and gone home because the manager was angry with them. Or, you know, I've got one now to where it's a per unit and she's, upset because she wants to build two units for one day and it wasn't I mean I don't know it to me it's all about the money right Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and I get it you I'm sure you have a mortgage to payment I I know I got bills to pay I mean I get that you know yeah and you certainly want to be compensated according to your effort and to court according to industry standard and all that but when it becomes all about the money or becomes all about the mean girls or it becomes all about the drama or it becomes all about the whatever lint in my belly button issue I've got today you know that to me detracts from the point and the point is we need good collaborative team members to run this trial and that takes sites, operations managers, CRAs, document control, data management, regulatory, you got the whole gamut, right? So let's talk about how we can be a team member to solve this problem and why you want that person on your study rather than just Tom, Dick or Harry that has zero personality, if you will, in their resume. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, that's good. I think you you try to look at the highlights there. You know, are they passionate? You know, what yep. what 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 do they put in their um their one liner on their resume? You know, what's gonna get me to what's gonna catch my eye? So I think the the passion is a big part. You know, because like you said, it is everyone wants more money. You know, that's oh, just our that's our flesh here on earth. Um, <laughs> yep. But I think when you start to read and if, if you can pinpoint their passion, you know, why do they do this? Where did they come from? How did they start? Where do they want to be? Um, it it allows you to kind of see like they're, they they have that same principle of just wanting to help patients. And I think that when you when you strip away the money, when you strip away the title, um, when you strip away the company name, that's what it's about. It's about helping patients. It's about helping families with a patient that has some kind of disease that has an unmet need. And so mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the things I miss so much about being at the site is to have those interactions with those patients. So I think trying to find the passion and understanding the why of, of the candidate is, you know, you have to kind of look at their resume. So it's important to have those things stand out and make it stellar on your resume so the person reading it can see it. I agree. And and it goes, I think it goes beyond the resume. It goes into your digital um, footprint. You know, mm-hmm. it goes into your LinkedIn. And um, most people will take a look at a resume and then immediately go look at your LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think what happens a lot of times is people get so formal with their resumes and their LinkedIn's. You know, they feel like they've got to go by the old adage, the myths, the one page rules, the this is very formal. Let's give a little bio and let's give it. No, 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 no. This is not the world we live in anymore. You need to tell your story and you just mentioned it. You know, I want to see where they came from. Why do they get in this industry? Where are they going? What do they want to do? What are they passionate about? That's the novel that is your personal brand. And you've got to think about it. This is where I started. This is what I love. This is what I want to do. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a specific title. It can be, I love operations. I love helping people. I love helping individuals with rare and orphan diseases that it takes years to identify what the problem is and then helping them come up with a solution. This is what I'm passionate about and this is what I'm looking for. That to me is the novel and that can be in a resume or in a LinkedIn profile. It doesn't have to be. I have three years of this and I have four years of that. And now I'm stuck with five <laughs> years of whatever. And right? here are all my tasks bulleted <laughs> yeah. out a whole page of just tasks that you could have mm-hmm. copy pasted from any job description. Exactly. Yeah. Personalize it. How can you help solve their problem and how can you communicate that in a way that is you know, excitement and passion and saying the the unique things about you and your experience that you accomplished for those companies or whatnot. So we can get a sense or you can get a sense, um, Amber, about as a hiring manager, what are they going to bring to my company? They need to help you solve the problem. As you said in the mm-hmm. very beginning, I'm looking for people to help me solve my problems on yeah. my project, you know, to be a, a team member and contribute. So I think we've gone full circle. <laughs> yeah. Start to finish. And uh, it's noted here that I may need to clean up my resume with all of the tasks that I may have delineated on there. Um, Not the tests. tasks are bad. <laughs> tasks are great. But also those other points, you know, that yeah. Yeah. what you accomplished. Yeah. yeah. You accomplished, I think. is Personalize really it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, I loved, Angela, that you said we've gotten so formal. You know, we try to follow all these rules and cookie cutter our resumes and cookie cutter our LinkedIn's because that's what we think we're supposed to do. But to your point, you're not going to stand out unless you look different, you know, exactly. unless you put what what's true and what you're passionate about um, on your LinkedIn or your resume. So that's great. 
Yeah, absolutely. it needs to be the problem that you're solving on your headliner. And and you, you need to be I, whenever I look at somebody's um, LinkedIn profile, I'm like, oh, I want to talk to her. I want to talk to her about this, this, that or the other. Or I got something that's perfect for her. You know, and it's not because I'm sales. Right. It's because I got a job I think she'd be perfect for based off of what I'm seeing, the story that she's telling. And you're not going to get that if it's generic and vanilla. You're just not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Well, ladies, this has been so great. I'm so sorry to have to wrap this up. We are about out of time, but oh my goodness. Thank you, Angela. Amber, thank you so much for joining us today. It was so great to meet you and hear your voice. Um, We really hope that you will do this with us again. And thanks to everybody out there listening at CRE Resources. We understand you have so many options when it comes to selecting which clinical recruiting company to partner with. Not only do we take pride in working with the highest quality CRAs and site managers, we also only work with quality pharmas, biotechs, medical device companies, and CROs who recognize the importance and value of a CRA's role. So feel free to reach out at CRAResources.com for more information about our firm, and we cannot wait to work with you.